the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children. These kids need to hear that no one is born this way. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just after 4 p.m., right before The Bob Bernie Show. And this is a new time, so make note of that. And be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. You are all watching as as I am, the different reactions around the state and around the country to the Supreme Court ruling that overturned, praise God, Roe versus Wade back in June. So now it's up to each state to determine the abortion laws in their states. And so far in Ohio, the heartbeat bill has taken effect and is now law. But there are some veterans of the pro-life movement are who are reporting that in areas of Ohio, there's a lot of activity from the other side. Pro-life events are even being confronted with people from the other side. And the tolerance that they show has been, let's just say, uneven, to say the least. But here to talk with me about all this this issue and what's happening in his area and where we go from here in the pro-life movement is Pastor Sean Meyer. He's pastor of Aletheia Christian Church in Salina, Ohio. He's been involved in the pro-life movement for about 30 years, participating in activism, pro-life apologetics, and training for young people. He's married to his wife, Kay. They have seven children, ages 11 to 23, all of whom have been involved in political and pro-life activism as well. So welcome to Mission America Radio, Pastor Sean. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Linda. 
so glad to talk with you today. You were recommended, been recommended by many people, and you and I have met in the past. I don't know if you remember that. It's been a few years, but we have met. But um, first of all, yeah, yeah, first of all, describe for us your involvement in the pro-life movement and the matters relating to this issue, and what brought you uh, a heart for this issue to begin with? Well, I, I think it started in college. Um, I actually was approached by someone and asked if I wanted to participate in Campus Right to Life. And um, they ended up, um, they didn't tell me this at the time, but they were—they wanted me to be the president, which I was um, eminently uh, unqualified for that. And um, But it, it did give me an education and it helped me to, to see why this is important. And um, through the years, uh, it, it became a, a very strong conviction of mine that we have a duty as Christians to defend our neighbors, particularly those who are weakest and most helpless and, and most in need of our our, um, our help. And so uh, it's been my passion to try to spread that to other believers, other pastors, and, um, and to train people. And so uh, that has taken various forms over the years, but um, God has uh, granted me lots of opportunities for which I'm very thankful. And and, um, and so we, we just keep plugging along. And, and um, right now, uh, I continue to work with Northeast Indiana Right to Life. Uh, we put on an annual boot camp for students. Uh, it's called Life Defenders, and that's one of the main things that I'm doing along with my family. And um, and so, yeah, we, we just, until every human being enjoys the protection that they deserve as God's image bearers, we're just going to keep fighting. That's wonderful. And I, what came to my attention was uh, when one of our mutual friends, Judy Bruns, who's a lovely person, uh, described a celebration of life event in Salina uh, over in Western Ohio, where you're from. Um, mm-hmm. And, but that it kind of was uh, ended up showing the other <laughs> side and their colors. So tell us a little bit about what happened at the celebration of life event. Yeah, that, that event was organized by the Mercer County right to life. And, um, and so I wasn't really involved in any, um, <laughs> planning or organizing, although we had a number of people from our church who spoke at that event, and um, it was held on the courthouse lawn. I would say probably uh, roughly 300 people um, that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade, obviously very peaceful um, celebration. And um, when we arrived, some protesters had shown up, just a handful at the, at the time, and that group grew to about 20 people, and uh, I'm guessing 20, give or take. And as our, our folks spoke, they would chant the, these um, vulgar chants. We had uh, one person who is, uh, was at the time um, employed by our local uh, health care system in the county uh, over a bullhorn, offering to take any children who were present to get abortions and um, those abortions uh, she would she would um, keep the parents from from knowing about them she made made that promise uh, over a loudspeaker from the sidewalk in front of the courthouse uh, wow. it was it didn't become physically violent but it was uh, very 
they were very aggressive. Uh, their chants were were. I wouldn't want to repeat what they chanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no uh, attempt at civility or any kind of productive discourse whatsoever. Uh, any attempt on our part to engage them on that level was was unsuccessful. But uh, what what was particularly disturbing was the fact that you know even we had uh, one young lady, um, 18 or 19 years old, and, and she got up to speak, and just the entire time they were they were chanting and shouting and screaming over top of her, and that uh, they did that with all of our other speakers too. So it was just um, it really it, it demonstrated uh, one the hostility. Um, and desperation of the other side, but but also I think the fact that they really don't bring rational arguments to the table. They only bring anger and and hatred. Yes, and that is, uh, you know, it's a it's a different time, isn't it? Because it, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, even we could have debates. I've been in a number of debates uh, over the years on homosexuality, for instance. Uh, that those are almost never able to be sponsored anymore unless it's in a church where people will actually uh, behave themselves. But in a church, of course, we want to tell the truth. So wh- why why are we seeing such a, an enormous uptick in the level of anger and hostility? Well, I think that anyone who tries to explain that uh, um, and and doesn't recognize the the spiritual dimension here is is not going to to really understand what's going on. I think that the demons are aroused. I know that that um, language is kind of scoffed at even among many in the church, but there is a spiritual war going on. And um, and and sacrificing children to 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 Satan has ha, has a long tradition uh, on this fallen planet, unfortunately. And um, and so, really, abortion is that is the sacrament of the atheistic left. It is um, it, it's essentially the the Americanized um, you know modern version of Moloch worship and. So I, I think that these folks are being driven by uh, spiritual forces of evil, uh, which means that uh, ultimately they aren't our enemies. They are captives of our common enemy, and we need to pray for them and, and love them, uh, but at the same time be very firm in resisting their agenda because lives are at stake. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Since the um, Supreme Court decision uh, was uh, a Roe versus Wade was thankfully overturned. We, uh, you know, we we're all hoping that this finally means the end, the law- lawful end of abortion in America. But there is a dedicated effort, not just these kinds of protests, but to then reintroduce ways to uh, reinstitute abortion. We've seen a couple already. Um, one mm-hmm. is that in Ohio, and I believe this is happening in Michigan and probably other states. They're trying to collect signatures to put this on the ballot to um, make this a put the right to abortion on in the state constitution. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I don't know if that can succeed in Ohio. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical uh, that, that it can, uh, but certainly we want to be careful and on, on guard uh, about that possibility. I, I'm sure it will succeed in other states. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, that's not the only thing. Uh, certainly, we need to all be very active, and I, I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, maybe in particular, for many, many years, we prayed that Roe versus Wade uh, would fall. Uh, but were we? Did we really understand where that would leave us if it ever mm-hmm. did? And right. uh, were, were we prepared for for post Roe America? Because this is not a time to. Uh, I'm sure take take a moment to celebrate, uh, but. Uh, the battle is only that it's it's kind of like um you know we maybe we won a battle but but now the war is shifted and we're not on on land anymore we're on the sea and so now now what do we do and so we we have to be prepared to to continue to fight and in in the example that you used obviously we need to educate we need to get out and um and talk to pastors and and uh, get them talking, make sure all of our people are registered to vote, make sure they all vote uh, against these measures. And so this is really a time for the church to uh, be more active than ever um, right. and, and not a time to not a time to sit back and and um, and gloat. Right. And um, yes, we need to think about what what is the what's the situation with pro-life uh, organizations now, you know, when, in fact, let me just make sure when if people are just uh, joining us, we're talking with Pastor Sean Meyer, who is with uh, Pastor of Aletheia Christian Church in Salina, Ohio. And we're talking about the post-Roe America. So, you know, what what happens with pro-life organizations? They have to switch their, uh, if they've been more on the uh, legislative arm, they, they have to kind of switch their, their um, uh uh, agenda and their policies and their um, timelines as well. Uh, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think w- one thing is understanding where the left is going and what they're planning on doing. You you gave that example of trying to um, collect petitions to um, get abortion into the state constitution. That's one thing. Um, you know that we've got the issue of uh, prosecutors pledging not to enforce abortion bans. That's another thing. We, we have federal things that will impact us here in Ohio and in other states. The, the Health and Human Services Secretary uh, stated his intention to use federal Medicaid dollars to subsidize uh, travel expenses for people mm-hmm. who are traveling to other states to, to access abortion when, when they can't get that in their own state. So that's something that's going to, uh, you know, going to have to confront that locally. Uh, we have, um, you know, states that have pledged to put abortion facilities on the borders of, of states that, that right. um, have prohibit abortion. And so all of those things we're going to have to think through. Um, and I, we need forward-thinking people. Um, you know, I, I think of um, Created Equal there in Columbus mm-hmm. and right. um, just a number of conversations that uh, that they are having about, you know, what what happens if Michigan is a, um, you know, basically uh, uh, abortion uh, on demand mm-hmm. <laughs> funded. Uh, now, what do we do in Ohio? What, right. What do we do on that border? Um, and, and so we're, you know, we're thinking through those things, um, talking together. I think um, I'd like to see pro-life organizations networking yeah. together, um, yeah. coming together, not not 
not fighting each other, but coming yes. together. Um, right. And this is a time when that's particularly important. Well, thank you for that. That's a good uh, thought for us to carry into our next segment. We're talking with Pastor Sean Meyer, pastor of Aletheia Christian Church in Salina, Ohio. He's been involved in pro-life activism for many, many years. And so we're talking about what we do in a post-row America and a post-row Ohio. So we will continue our conversation and explore this subject further here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We will be right back. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. What do we do now that the very unlawful and illegal um, Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade, was overturned? What do we do in a post-Roe America and a post-Roe Ohio? We are talking today with Pastor Sean Meyer, who is pastor of Aletheia Christian Church in Salina, Ohio, and he's been very involved in pro-life activism in Ohio, in Indiana, and uh, uh, I think nationally as well for many years. Pastor Sean, um, so one of the things that you were talking about, which is so so relevant to where we go, is that now we the the pro life groups have to come together. The message has to be somewhat different. Yes, we'll probably have to still deal with legal issues and policy issues, but now it's public education and bringing people away, and especially women away from the idea of some of the false messaging, like abortion being so called health care. Give us some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mentioned earlier, we're in a spiritual war, and the enemy, obviously, his main weapon is deception. So our, our job is to shine the truth and to spread the truth everywhere and to educate ourselves and to educate others. And, um, and so I think, I think it's really important to, to show why, you know, we have the truth, and I think even the other side knows that. That's why they rely on on these euphemisms like reproductive rights and that sort of thing. Um, and so our, our job is is really to educate like never before. And um, and and I think we have a couple things that we need to we we need to uh, certainly uh, attack the the supply when it comes to abortion. You know, we, yes. want, we want to see yes. abortion clinics shut down. Uh, we want to see um, these chemical abortions. We want to see this dry up. We don't have a supportive administration on a federal level, obviously, uh, to, to do that. And so that's a tough battle. But we also want to attack demand. Uh, we want, and you do that through education. If, if, if um, you know, let's, let's say you've got a a liberal state that is bordering a, a, a more conservative state, um, it, they can put abortion clinics right on the border. But but what if everybody knows that every you know that every child is valuable and, and that children in the womb are human beings? And 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 we if we can get that message across using graphic images, uh, using um, you know logical arguments, using biblical arguments. If we can do that, if we can attack the demand, um, then doesn't it doesn't matter? They cannot, you know, the 
the Biden administration can pledge dollars to to you know fly people from from their their state of North Dakota to California to get abortions. But if no one in North Dakota wants an abortion, um, you know what, what does that do? So we, we've got to go after supply and we have to go after demand. And you go after demand by education. And and that starts with our children in the public schools, the Christian schools, and uh, in in our churches. We need to get back to educating kids. Don't you don't you agree? I mean, I've been a big pro- proponent of abstinence based sex education for a long time, instead of the Planned Parenthood comprehensive sex ed, which has gotten increasing increasingly obscene and pro-LGBTQ and pro-abortion. We need to really ramp this back, but the churches need to step in here, don't they? Absolutely. Every pastor, and if your listeners say, hey, uh, you know, I've been going to to my church here on the the corner for for 10 years. I've never heard anything about abortion. And we we hear this, actually. (laughs) Yes, I know. Why why isn't my pastor uh, talking about this? Well, ask your pastor. Uh, and schedule an appointment with your pastor. And um, years ago, uh, I had a, a friend, uh, he, he gave kind of a seminar on what to do if your church won't talk about abortion. And he said the very first step is to get an appointment with your pastor, sit down with him and say, could we just start here? Could we just start by praying for the unborn? And, and, and that is, I think, a first step. What pastor would say, no, we can't pray for the unborn. They're being targeted. They're, they're being uh, right. you know, disemboweled and decapitated and burned to death with chemicals, but we can't pray for them. But I, I think that the people in the pews have to go to their pastors and say, look, we, we will support you if you, if you talk about this. Um, we're, we're behind you. And, and that's where it's got to start. And, and you mentioned kids. Um, that's you know we're we're facing that that by that battle that the enemy is always trying to indoctrinate children and we've got to get to them before before the enemy does yes we sure do and one of the other things is for people to be willing to stand up and be publicly known as pro life and even put their you know if, if necessary their careers and their reputations on the line like for instance standing up against these companies like Kroger the grocery stores Kroger Giant Eagle uh, we have Amazon. All of, are paying for subsidizing abortion-related travel and and proudly doing so. You know, we're now boycotting right. both a Giant Eagle and and Kroger. We're now shopping at Meyer, Pastor Sean Meyer. It's not spelled the same, but but anyway, <laughs> I think I think they're okay for now. But you know, anyway, tell us what you think about that. Yeah, I think that's important too. I think employees have to step up and they have to say, um, you know, they have to go to their bosses. And, and I, I'm thankful we've been seeing more of this uh, with people say, I'm going to leave this in God's hands. I'm going to walk by faith. I am not going to give to this organization that my company wants me to give to. I'm not going to participate in, in uh, Pride Month and that sort of thing. And it's costing some people their jobs. But uh, the Lord will out reward you for that. The, the, the rewards will be better than anything lost. And yeah, it's time for God's people to find their voice and to absolutely confront these. I mean, these, these businesses will respond to pressure. They just have to know where the pressure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a website or any way people can call you or, or contact you? I know that Alethea does. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have a, um, 
I don't have a a, um, a, a church website. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're actually in the middle of redoing that, and at, at that point, you know, people can contact me through, okay. through our church website. Um, I, and, yes. Go go ahead. Yeah, I I don't I don't have a great way for people to if if they want to reach out to you, Linda, and you you yeah. can forward any emails to me. I'd be happy to do that. Um, but at this point, we're kind of we're kind of restructuring some of our our online presence. Yes. Okay. That's what I'll do. So anybody who wants to know more about uh, Pastor Sean, let me know, and I will forward it on to you. God bless you for your stand and. Um, for what you've done with training up young people, too. We need that so much. I'm asking my listeners to pray for you, to pray for your church, and to get involved yourselves, friends. Um, You know know, know your hearts. You know what needs to be done here. So God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Thank you, Linda. It was a pleasure. Okay. And just remember, friends, don't give up on this. We have the power of the Holy Spirit on our side. So just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.